0: Horse right here. the name is Paul Revere. and here's a guy that says web is clear. Can do. Can do. This guy the horse can do
1: this is Bill Buncliffe. Says... I want to welcome you back to another edition of the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, where the heroes in history of horse racing come alive, part of the In the Money Media Network. This particular Can Do podcast is a special one. We're kicking off a new series as part of Can Do. We are calling it Beyond the Backstretch. Paul Ruchames, Executive Director of the Backstretch Employee Services team in New York, first broached the idea for this series over a breakfast he and I had at Uncommon Grounds in Saratoga this past summer. Paul's idea was a very powerful one, one that spoke to me immediately and one I realized was truly in keeping with our mission of talking about the lives of the heroes in our sport. In this particular case, And in this particular series, the heroes we are talking about are the backstretch workers who, let's face it, make our sport run every day. The grooms, the hot walkers, the exercise riders, the outriders, the veterinarians, the EMTs who stand at the ready every race day and every training morning. That is to say, every single day, all of them working every single day. We, the average fan, see them, or maybe it's more appropriate to say we may take notice of them without really seeing them on the walk over from the barn area to the paddock, in the paddock assisting with the saddling process, hopefully in the winter circle, but for most, maybe just as they lead their now unsaddled charge back to the barn. And that's about it. Voice racing may carry the nickname, the sport of kings, but it's important to recognize that it's a kingdom served by individuals who are up and at work at four in the morning, tending with various many physically demanding tasks, these powerful creatures working many times until well after the sun sets and then returning again for more of the same the next day. And those individuals have lives, lives that we know of in a very peripheral sense, but we otherwise don't really know. And when I talk about lives, I'm not talking about the valuable work they do. I'm talking about their families, their laughs, their loves, their hopes, and their dreams. They have them just like you and I do. Those are the things we want to bring out as part of this series. I'm grateful that trainer Tom Morley agreed to join me as we kick off this series. Like so many in his profession, Tom was born with racing in his blood, his father having been an owner and a breeder, with uncles and cousins who trained graded stakes winners over the flats and the jumps, and also acted as bloodstock agents. So really it's not exactly breaking news to say that Tom knows racing. Even deeper, however, he has keen insights into the lives of backstretch workers, how important they are to the life of our sport and the sacrifices these hard-working individuals make.
0: At the end of the day, we're dealing with livestock. So, it's um, obviously, it's a very labor-intensive industry um, yeah. between the grooms and the hot walkers and then the exercise riders, the assistant trainers, the four, four people in the barn. If you add up my uh, total number of staff... It's generally about two-thirds of the number of horses that that, that are in the in the barn um, at any one time. So, uh, you know, it, it, there are an enormous amount of people involved every day with the with the care and attention of the training um, of these of these thoroughbreds. I mean, look, I'm a trainer who weighs his horses on a regular basis. The average thoroughbred racehorse weighs in at about 1,100 pounds and some of them can be up to 1,300 pounds. At the end of the day, I always say to people who want to understand what we're doing with them, we are asking them to be NFL, NBA standard athletes. Uh, We have chiropractors, we have uh, physical therapists, we have uh, podiatrists, we have nutritionists. These horses are cared for uh to the very very highest level in every aspect of their upbringing that we possibly can to try and ensure that they can put on the best performances in the afternoon as possible and that includes the level of uh and quality of staff who who look after them on a day-to-day basis but of course um uh, a pigeon uh, fly, flying out of a out of a, a pile of hay Can spook one of these animals very quickly, and um, at the end of the day, a 120-pound person trying to control a 1,200-pound animal—you know there is an inherent danger um, involved as well. So you have to be uh, a skilled person when it comes to this. You couldn't just throw anybody into a job on the backside with these with these phenomenal equine athletes. I'm a huge believer in in uh, that it is not a job; it's a lifestyle. Uh, because as, you, as we said, it's not, uh, there are no 30 days paid holiday a year, et cetera, et cetera. We, we're very mindful of allowing our, our members of staff to take time off when they want. Many of them have families. Many of them have young children. Uh, many of them are working a long way from home. Uh, I obviously am an expat as well. I'm a long way from my friends and my family in the UK, but um You know, many, many, many members of my staff, the vast majority of my staff are not uh, American. And so many, uh, you know, they want to go home, but they also want to be able to provide for their families in America. Um, They want their children to be... Part of the education process here, and we're very fortunate in the New York Racing Association that we have the two wonderful schools at Belmont and Saratoga, uh, the Anna House and the Faith House, where, mm-hmm. uh, the, the children can go, uh, to start their education, uh, on the racetrack in, in absolutely phenomenal circumstances. But we're very lucky in New York that, uh, the New York Racing Association, Chaplaincy, et etc p- um, provide this for, for our racetrack children. Um, and Maggie's and my girls have both benefited from that and gone there and it's a it's a fabulous programme, but it you know, it costs money. It 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 involves a huge amount of fundraising, etc cetera, etc cetera. But as you said, you know, we're we're trying to um we're trying to produce wonderful racehorses for the afternoon, um but it's not the most glamorous lifestyle on the backside at times at the end of the day you wouldn't do what we do unless you genuinely had a passion for the horses themselves at the end of the day they're long hours they can be cold hours in the winter they can be antisocial hours when you're running in the last race in twilight racing maybe and, mm. and you get back and you bathe the horse and you do the horse up and you give him his night feet and you go home but you've got to be back in the barn at four o'clock the next morning so you wouldn't do it if you didn't adore the animals and the, and the, the sport and the industry, as it were. I don't think you last long if you don't love it. Um, yeah. And and I'm very fortunate that I've had I have people working for me who have worked for me since I started training or before I started training, and they've been working in the industry a lot longer than I've maybe ever been around a horse. Um, but wow. uh, you know, it's a it's a, as a, as a repeat again, it's a lifestyle, not a job at the end of the day. There's so many different avenues of of the support staff that go on on the backside and and as I said earlier you know, you have to remember that the racetrack is not just a a glamorous place to be in the afternoon but in the morning when there's day to day training, you know, it can be a very uh, you know, I don't want to repeat the use of high octane but it is a very uh, intense environment Mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: and when you look at the people who are there day in, day out, from the EMTs who are there every morning at 5.30 when the track opens to look after those who may get injured on the racetrack, to the outriders whose job it is to basically act as a uh, traffic warden slash police force out there to make sure things are being done safely, to the men who look after the equine ambulances and the vets and the blacksmiths to the the teachers, you know, it, 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 it's a whole town, the other side of that fence. And it's filled with people who have dedicated their lives to the betterment of the racehorse. And mm. I think that it's very easy to sit in the grandstand and enjoy an afternoon's racing or in an OTB um, and enjoy an afternoon's racing. But to know what happened at 4 a.m. that morning when the foreman came in and was throwing a scoop of grain for everyone before they went to the track and he finds a horse cast, which is a terminology Mm. for when a horse may lay down and get stuck against the wall. But he goes into the stall with that horse who may be scared and frightened and he's the one who helps the horse off the wall with four thrashing legs and 1,200 pounds of immense energy behind it. So, you know, People risk their lives daily to put on this product and I think it's very important that people understand how much work and what sort of work it is that goes on on the backside to get to put on this wonderful product in the afternoon because it all revolves around the horse but there's a lot of us
1: that need to be there for the horse. Clearly there's never a quiet day on the backstretch. One never knows what they are going to encounter. Besides the physically demanding work of these, as Tom puts it, high-octane athletes, injury, illness, danger are constant companions, which makes this anecdote Tom shared so poignant and perfectly captures the stories we will be telling in this series as we move along.
0: Many of them come from South American countries, etc., cetera, uh, or, or Eastern European countries. America is very good at making sure that those who are here uh, live to a certain quality of standard or should. And that is very, very important. And the opportunity to earn some money and maybe send it home to your family at home, as well as being able to support yourself and look after yourself. You know, a lot of these members of staff have free housing on the backside. They don't pay utility bills on that. There's no rent, etc., cetera, et cetera. So their weekly wage can... Um, you know, be a contribution and an enormous contribution to maybe their family at home overseas. So there is an opportunity to come here. There is a um, the wonderful story of a, a groom who worked for me years ago, called Caesar, and he um, came to see me and he said, Boss, I'm going to be um, going home at Christmas and I'm not going to be coming back. And I said, to me why are you not happy? And he said, no, I c- I've come to do what I came to do. And he explained to me that he'd managed to buy a farm, uh, he had his wife and three children at home, and they had 20 cattle, uh, and they had 15 goats. He had three ponies, a truck, and a car, and that's what he needed, and he'd come here, and he'd worked tirelessly, and he'd sent the money home, but he didn't need to be here anymore. He came to do what he'd wanted to do. Now, many of them don't, many people don't go home, many stay, but mm-hmm. Caesar done what he came to do, and he he'd set himself up for life, and he was going home to back home to do what he wants to do and it was it's, it's a story that I tell anyone who wants to hear it because it, to me that uh, that's a wonderful wonderful set of
1: circumstances up the big horse Running is an itch. he's got a scratch no baby. As I said, I'm extremely grateful to Tom for taking the time to spend with me and highlight the extraordinary stories of these individuals of whom we might not ordinarily take notice. Working with Paul Ruchames, we'll be highlighting their stories and their lives in this series we are calling Beyond the Backstretch. I thank you very much for joining us and hope you will continue to do so. As you listen to our series, I hope as well you will consider a donation to the Backstretch Employee Services Team. You can find them at www.bestbackstretch.org. In the meantime, may good health and happiness and gratitude for both be yours, for you and your loved ones, today and always.